Good day, and welcome to the Pandemic Show. Stories of the pandemic for people living in the pandemic. No one is alone on the Pandemic Show. Thanks for joining us as we unite humanity through stories of hope, connection, and community in the face of the global pandemic. We are all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Thanks for taking a moment to like, subscribe, and follow the Pandemic Show on social media today. We'll be transcending time and space to Toronto, Ontario, Canada, to talk with our guest around the theme of injustices. We're very lucky today to have Ari Papernick with us. Ari has been <laughs> working on Guitar Players in Isolation video podcast. I've been a big fan of that. I've been watching episodes. I loved your episode with Dana Manning. The reason we asked you on the show is because some of the work around important themes, especially the theme of injustice on your Instagram, but we'll get into that. And we can't thank you enough, Ari, for being here today on the Pandemic Show. <laughs> Stories of the Pandemic for the people of the Pandemic. Ari, could you just set it up and tell us what was your life like pre-pandemic? Well, actually, it, it changed quite a bit. Just before the pandemic, I actually made a pretty big move in my life. I was in the financial sector for, for a long, long time, and I left it prior to the pandemic. My goal was to pursue music on a more full-time basis. And then the pandemic hit, and that kind of completely shut down. And then uh, I mean, we'll get into some of the things the government did, but I guess one of the things they did was basically force interest rates down to nothing. So that kind of squashed any of my passive income goals. <laughs> I went from working in banks to um, working for Canada Post now, and I'm actually loving it. If anybody from that world is listening, hello. Yeah, so that's been a pretty dramatic change. And of course, like yourself, when, when March hit, I reached out to a guitar friend, Gino Del Sol, and he was my first guest. And I kept plugging away with that. Like a lot of my guests, I got into learning video and, and audio, you know, with the interface recording at home and all that kind of stuff. So, you know what? It's actually not been a bad year and a half for me. So I, I can't really complain too much. So with all your free time then of having to stay home with the lockdown, you pivoted online to music, interviewing other musicians and seeing what the, the shared experience was like. Yeah, yeah, no, it's it's been kind of neat, you know, like yourself probably, uh, you know, when we started back in March, I mean, the, the attitude was kind of more shock, not knowing what's going on. And then as you kept doing interviews, it was kind of like, you know, it was kind of an acceptance, you know, so we just kind of, you know, we talked mostly about careers and, and things like that. We didn't dwell on the negatives of the pandemic. And then now, you know, I've kind of slowed my my format down a bit because I don't think we're all that in isolation anymore as we're coming out in third phase. But, you know, a lot of the guys that I've uh, interviewed are doing back on tour. And, uh, you know, so it's great. It's great to see him. It's great to see a lot of their posts, you know, like Shane Gousset is, you know, he's he's a professional sideman. So he's been out on tour out West and actually lots of guys, you know, Colin from Blue Rodeo. I mean, the countless of my guests are back out there. Tristan is out with the, with the Queen Extravaganza playing all over the world. He was playing in Tel Aviv. He's throughout the U.S. It's great seeing some of my guests get 
reacquainted with your audience. It definitely seems now that we're in the here in Southern Ontario, the double dose vaccination stage of the pandemic. The Delta variant is lurking, infecting populations that are unvaccinated. Yeah, we're in a different part of the pandemic. And it's great to see that that music is opening up. Live music is opening up and that people are and that people (laughs) are able to go out and enjoy a show. I'm pretty excited because I've got some outdoor concert tickets for this Saturday. I'm going uh, just to a local outdoor venue and there's going to be three bands. And it's going to be great. My first time my first time seeing a band since since all this started to be honest with you last weekend was the first time i've actually gone out to see some live entertainment and it was a guest of mine sam taylor he was just small club a castro's down on queen street in in the beaches it was amazing i just sat there and for periods of time it just seemed like total normal you know total pre-covid he was playing they had the back door open so it was out to the street into the bar people were dancing it, it was great to see was it a reduced capacity situation and you wear your mask unless you're eating or drinking or what yeah you- that kind of thing i got <laughs> i got told four times because i guess when you get up you got to put your mask on and I felt bad for the waitress because I, I literally think she told me four times, put my mask on. <laughs> I'm sure you were polite, polite about oh, it. Of I course, know. of course. I, I grabbed it right away. But it's just you're kind of you're sitting there and it just feels so normal that you don't you don't think to reach for your mask. So it was a good feeling. And I, I hope that's the way it continues. Please. Please, please, please. Now, I have been following you as a result of your Guitar Players in Isolation series. I've been watching the the musical snacks you post on your Instagram, and one (laughs) just jumped out at me. It was your instrumental entitled Injustice. Injustice is an instrumental about extreme inequality. Billionaires making rockets while homeless people are in the streets. As a Star Trek fan... As an Octavia Butler fan, I do believe, <laughs> I do believe we need to get out into the stars as the as the human race. But I feel like we have to make sure we're doing a good job of respecting the planet here. We're not just going out to find another planet to exploit. So yeah. I I am caught on the space exploration. I'm not too impressed with the billionaire space race. I think we'd be better off as a world and a society if billionaires paid some taxes instead of benefiting from tax loopholes. But I do believe we need to get out into space, and that is part of our human destiny. Could you speak to your song, Injustice? It just had such a strong impact on me. Oh, wow, that's great. I mean, as per the pandemic, like I said, one of the things that that I kind of did, and I know a lot of my fellow musicians did, was, you know, brush up on learning your DA and, and, and recording from home. The entire band wasn't really set up individually to do a lot of recording, so I was doing these instrumentals with, my, with the drummer of my band. So that tune was just part of a group of instrumentals I did with, with Brian, and then when you go to post, post on Instagram it asked for a title so I put a title on it but I had this thought uh, just what was going on in the world with the Virgin Galactic Blue Origin and SpaceX you know it was kind of one after another I had this idea of putting a, a, a backdrop video of going back and forth between the, the spaceships and uh, the reality of what's going on in many of our cities, homelessness and, and poverty. It's a fact that you can read all about it. I mean, one of the side effects of the pandemic is that economic equality is 
at the biggest it's ever been. It's extremely dramatic. I mean, there's the billionaires of the world have increased their wealth beyond anything they could have imagined. Companies grew. They did 10 years of growth in six months because of the pandemic. I mean, you got you got companies, you know, like Netflix or Zoom or Peloton, Amazon, you know, Logitech for stuff we're doing, DoorDash for ordering for these companies all grew by leaps and bounds because of the pandemic. At the same time, you've got industries, you know, like the arts, entertainment, recreation, hospitality, restaurants that just literally shut down. A lot of people that work and make lower incomes are, are servicing these industries. They just got completely shut out. It really widened the gap. When I see companies that a lot of these companies were formed like 15, 20 years ago, these space companies, and they've been spending like billions a year to get up in space and float around for 30 seconds. When you think about it, it's just like this is really happening on some of my routes at work. You know, I pass some of these tent cities. They're not people, you know, going to Canadian Tire to buy tents because they just want to get out in the fresh air. Like this is their home. It's crazy. We're so lucky to have you with us here today on the Pandemic Show talking <laughs> about injustice, economic injustice. Just reviewing Forbes magazine, Forbes indicated that in 2020, there was almost 500 new billionaires created. Oh, I can believe world. it. I can believe 500 it. 500 got... new billionaires. At the same time, hundreds of millions, hundreds of millions of people fell below the poverty line. Not sure. people that were adverse to work, but people that were victims of the economic circumstances of the pandemic. Yeah, no, uh, it's the the markets, the stock markets. They're just and now that you know, in the last year, cryptocurrencies took off, and so you got this whole world that's just fueling incredible amounts of wealth. While there's this other massive part of the population that just got completely cut off during the pandemic. I would call my dad quite a bit, and I still do, of course. We'd have little chit chats and. One of my rants was where I, I kind of really think the government dropped the ball. Well, they did on, on many counts, but I often thought to help out the economic inequality, instead of just, you know, printing money and sending out stimulus randomly, and a lot of people got stimulus that probably shouldn't have got stimulus. It actually puts the whole country in, in bigger debt, which will affect everybody. But what they could have really done is taken a look at industries that had a huge boost to their revenue and profits because of the pandemic and taxed the part of that increase and then redistributed that to other industries that were mandated to shut down. It would be a little bit of work, but that's what we elect these people to do. There really should have been some sort of redistribution of wealth because by shutting down certain sectors, you actually forced that money that can't be spent on these sectors. Like you think, all the people that couldn't book a trip for a year and a half, think of all the money that was saved. Where did that money go? You know, a lot of it went to buying shit on Amazon or streaming stuff or, or whatever. So by shutting certain industries down, you actually gave a boost to other industries. And to just let those other industries keep the extra profit seems insane when other industries basically had to close down. Especially, so I, especially I don't really understand it. And, and we're at a time, too, just before the pandemic, where the provincial government in Ontario was atta attacking and trying to slash nurses' wages so they aren't tied to inflation. So yeah, yeah, well, that's that's nuts. Yeah, my daughter is going into fourth-year nursing, so that one kind of hits home a little bit. <laughs>
there was an attempt to redistribute wealth, like you said, but there was no attempt to capture some of the economic gains that industries had yeah. and redistribute it. And that was a missed opportunity. Oh, definitely. The pandemic forced so many of us that were late adopters to technology. So many of us didn't get online shopping with the dot-com bubble in the early 2000s. But this pandemic has pushed more of us onto online shopping than ever before. And I can't thank Canada Post and the hardworking <laughs> people of Canada Post enough because I've been watching Nardwire the Human Serviette on Twitch and he's been going to record stores around North America and I have been started doing some online shopping. So thanks Neptune Records in Vancouver and Supreme Echo Records in Victoria for using Canada Post. All my packages got here <laughs> safely. Thanks Canada Post. There but yeah, go. the pandemic has really shaken the world up. Yeah. And it's shown that we can do a tremendous amount of change in a short period of time. As we move into the next stage of the pandemic, a lot of people have talked about a basic human income. What are your thoughts on a basic human income? Oh, you mean like a, a minimum? What, yeah. are, what do they call it? The uh, What's the other Universal phrase? Universal basic income and it's yeah. to help address extreme poverty. It's interesting. You know, just for the record, I, I'm probably as left as I've ever been in my life, but I spent a lot of years on the other side so, and I've kind of seen both. I haven't done enough work myself to figure out if that is a real good solution. I think there's a lot of negative. I don't know how it would be administered. And I feel that I, I lack the, the confidence in our government that they would administer that fairly and correctly. And I think the pandemic really exposed the inefficiencies. When they started the the CERB and the stimulus packages, it went out to anybody who clicked the buttons in the right order. They didn't cross-reference SIN numbers to see what your income was. They didn't cross-reference to see if you had a spouse that was still working. It was just tons of money that went out the door. So my fear, is well could they do this properly like would the right people get it because in other countries that have it it's like everybody gets it and that doesn't really make any sense to me that you know if you're working you just get this free top up and i can't really answer it correctly because I, I just don't have faith in our system that it would be done right the next aspect is taxing and i mean you can put a tax on something but whether or not you're going to collect it is another story it's very hard to collect taxes especially from the rich when they're not prepared to pay. well like i did like i said i did come from the other side so there's a lot of people who will say the jeff bezos and the warren buffett's and the musks and these guys don't pay enough taxes. That's a tough argument. I mean, yes, they do have, you know, probably the smartest advisors on the planet that they can shelter income. But the amount of tax that I guess Amazon, I'm not defending them, but the amount of tax that Amazon generates by their 100,000 plus employees and they're all paying tax and they're spending money and all the money that goes back into society, it is pretty monstrous. But what I think is, I mean, this was posed in the US, some sort of a, a wealth tax at a, at a pretty high clip. And I, I think the, the margins could be addressed. What a lot of people think is wealthy is not wealthy. I mean, we've got lots of inflation, so you, you do need quite a bit of money for, you know, if you got a house and you got three kids and da 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 da. But you, there's lots of room to set margins at like really high levels that don't really affect a lot of people, but extremely rich. You know, you know, if you set, if you set a tax, a new tax margin at 10 million, you set one at 50, you set one at 100 million, you set, like, and they're pretty high level numbers. A lot of people 
this won't mean shit to, but it will collect a lot of revenue. So yeah, there, there's ways to to address it. And I think getting back to kind of my philosophy here on that video that you enjoyed, I do think there is a responsibility for people with uber wealth and billionaires to kind of kick back significantly. Because when you think about it, a company like Amazon couldn't succeed as well as it has if it wasn't for kind of a democratic capitalist society that North America is. That same company probably wouldn't succeed as well in Kazakhstan. (laughs) You know, there's some sort of responsibility that when you make that much money in a company, because you've got so much demand from the entire population that you need to give back. You know, that's kind of where I see like this, it's kind of like question mark. You can spend billions to see if you can get to Mars, but you've got tons of poverty in a country that made you the wealthiest person on the planet. And if these people found a way to fix poverty, it would probably only increase their own sales. If all those people living in tents could live in apartments and could be trained to do work and earn stuff, they'd probably buy something off Amazon. So it's kind of circular. We're not going to be able to cut our way out of this with social programs. And all these big corporations, they benefited from our education system, our healthcare system. Exactly. Yeah. Knowledgeable, healthy workforce to have paved roads. So, yeah, we need we need to give back since the Reagan administration. Things have changed and it seems like it's swung too far now in a time when we have so much far too many have too little. Similar to you doing the Pandemic Show art podcast, United Humanity, through stories of shared experience. I've learned new technologies and social media, but one of the downsides is now I'm seeing some of the dark things that are going on. I know being on Twitter, we've seen how militarized police in Toronto are doing forced evictions, both in like apartment units, as well as the homeless encampments in parks. And it it, it breaks my heart to see Police who, you know, we would hope are out, out, you know, protecting property rights and going after violent offenders, but they're being used to clear out, clear out uh, homeless encampments. And it's, it's just so unfortunate. Yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, you, you, you got to have a solution for these people. You can't just, what are you going to do? You just move them from this block to where are they going? It's not like they got a house down the street to go to. But it's it's, it's not rocket science issue. to fix yeah. it. It's not rocket science to fix it. The government over the over the pandemic has really proved that they can just create money. I mean, they dished out billions and billions of stimulus with some of it, very little reference checking. I mean, I, I don't know if you read those articles, but there was big corporations when they had that stimulus was they designed I forget the acronym that they had for it but it was basically to help them keep people in, like pay payroll right but the critique to to apply for it was the thresholds weren't too high and you had like Bell Canada receive 120 million dollars of stimulus right blah 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 got ridiculous amounts of money I'm not sure I'm not sure why they were shoveling out corporate welfare rather than working on frontline workers there might be there might be some justification for it the money is there put it that way they proved that they can just kind of create this money so just do it and redirect it where it's actually needed and i think we would fix a lot of problems yeah do you think well it's going to be interesting to see what's happening with the housing crunch and income inequality at all-time highs it's 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 a powder keg now there is there is good news on the horizon. I was visiting my father uh, a couple weeks ago, and I was lucky to get to see my little nephew who was born 
during the pandemic. Arthur, first oh, wow. time I saw him in the flesh. So it was great to see a new family. It was great to learn from my father. And he said that the G7 is looking now at a minimum global corporate tax. I Days later, I read about it. So it looks like there is some progressive policy coming out of the global level. It's just level. like obvious stuff, isn't but, it? <laughs> and, and you wonder why it hasn't been around since the 1900s, the 1800s. Oh, it's just, obvious stuff. There's so many obvious fixes. <laughs> we yeah. are very lucky today on the Pandemic Show to be talking with Ari Papernick from High Court County, here today on the Pandemic Show, stories of the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. <laughs> We're now going to transition into our game, song title in the form of a pandemic question, inspired by the one and only Nardwar, the human serviette from Vancouver, Canada. Oh boy. <laughs> our first question for you, Ari, based on your Instagram instrumental injustice. What injustice has the pandemic exposed? We were just talking about that, right? Is the latest thing, and that's what kind of made me do that, was the blasting off, you know? Just billions and billions being spent on space when our governments are doing it anyway. There's just a lot of money in this world that's been created just during the pandemic that just really, with a little bit of redirection, we could just help so many people that just got devastated by this whole pandemic. So many people lost their businesses and their livelihoods. And they really probably, the reality is they probably don't have anything near the equivalency to fall back on. So it's, it really exposed the, the extreme. Thank you. Our next question, based on an Instagram song you did with your father, David Papernick, <laughs> there is fear in the pandemic. That's life. How have you dealt with the fear in the pandemic and how have you seen other people deal with it? There's a lot of people will argue social media is terrible and evil and brings out lots of arguments, but I'd hate to think what this pandemic would have been without it, you know? I know for myself, I've probably made a lot more friendships over the last year, you know, like through Facebook. I, I'm an older guy, so I'm using Facebook. And it was just kind of as things started to clear up, we were, I, I actually had a, a few lunches with people that I never met in person. They were just virtual friends. That was pretty good. I mean, there was a lot of camaraderie that was going on during the pandemic, especially amongst musicians, because they were kind of completely shut out. So they were doing you know, everything possible to figure out how to create because you can't, you can't stop creative people from creating. There was a lot of this collaboration type of work. I've done one with a couple other musicians where we just record our parts and our videos at home. And then, you know, one person amasses it together and builds songs. And in that sense, it was pretty good. I feel like music is going to be one of the drivers that brings all the different sides back together in after times, the anti-mass, the anti-vax, all the different kind of perspectives that there's been conflict between the actors during the pandemic. I think it's the music that's going to bring us back together in after times. Listen, they, they always say that's the international language is music, right? Like if you know how to play your instrument, well, you, I could go to parts of Africa and jam with people. You know, I could go to Australia and jam with people. It's, it's the international language and everybody enjoys it. Everybody loves it. Unfortunately, that's a whole other pandemic show, but it, it's hard for artists to get paid for, for their creation now with with technology that's made billionaires you know whatever spotify right but we, we don't have to get into that people love it people love music it just makes you feel good it brings back memories an old song brings back memories it just uh, creates emotions it's, it's good for sad times it's good for happy times it's when it's important when, when dana manning joined shout out dana manning when dana manning joined us on the pandemic show she said that streaming was her first pandemic in terms of radically she did, changing her revenue streams. Well, I reached out to her after she did 
I think it was her for New Year's, for last year's New Year's. And Revival she did, in Stratford. Oh my God, that was so good. I told her it was the best music stream I've that I've seen throughout the whole pandemic. And it was funny because I compared it in my head. It was, there was one on TV. I don't know if you caught it. It was one of these big production TV things, but everybody was, you know, isolated in their homes. You had like Elton John was on a driveway with a basketball net behind him. Like it, and, and the sound was all direct. It was horrible. And, and Paul McCartney did, uh, uh, he did a recording and he had his phone on vertical, you know, and it just looked horrible. But Dana did a spectacular job. She's an incredible talent. Her Earth Day show with some of her friends was also very powerful. Yeah, no, it was a very talented lady. I, I did not, uh, I was introduced to her by another guest, and I wasn't really that well aware of her until I interviewed her, and then obviously started following her on, on her socials, and uh, she's an incredibly talented lady. I'm looking forward to her show September 15th at the Perth oh, good. Heritage Museum. Oh, yeah, I saw they, that. I That's know Ron be Sexsmith good. opened the stage a couple weeks ago, and they're having lots of Royal Wood, I believe, was there as well. It's interesting, too, to see how the pandemic is bringing back or, or reinvigorating outdoor shows, outdoor theater. Yeah, well, thank, thank God we have a summer. <laughs> outdoor safe, yeah. yeah. All right, next question here with Ari Papernick on song title in the form of a pandemic question. Going to one of his songs from his band, High Court County. How has the pandemic changed our bonfire friday nights it was just one of those you know it was written as a more country rock kind of uh typical tune you know chilling and getting together with people obviously that it, it's coming around now but you know for the longest time that was obviously something we couldn't do you couldn't sit around a bonfire and chill with your friends and drink beer and, and talk shit so uh it's uh it's coming back the city of waterloo residents because they want to gather outside especially in the winter, put forth a petition to the city council to allow bonfires in residential on residential lots in Waterloo. I don't think they've had any success, but yeah, bonfires have been a rather safe place for people who live in an area where you're able to have one to gather outside, even during the- My wife bought one off Amazon. Like <laughs> one of those, you know, table. outdoor fire things, you know, and we make marshmallows with the kids. So it's, uh, yeah. Getting into our next question here on the pandemic show with Ari Papernick from High Court County. COVID, Delta, the, the pandemic fourth wave people are talking about. What do you think? Here we go again. Oh, God, hope not. I don't want to make this an anti-vaxxing comment, but one of the expressions I can't stand on social media is when people say, do your research. Because what a lot of people nowadays think research is, is getting on Google and Googling stuff that supports your own thoughts. So, of course, you're going to find tons of support for it. Not everybody went to medical school. We all got to trust people who are experts in their field. If my car doesn't work, I take it to the dealership, you know, and I don't question them. I don't sit there and pick apart why they did things. If they fixed the car, I, I, I go. So doctors are telling us the vaccine Getting your two shots will help you stay out of the ICU. It's not going to get rid of COVID. It's not going to stop you from getting it, but it's going to stop you from getting on a ventilator. So if my doctor tells me, Ari, it makes sense to get the vaccine, I'm getting it. And yes, I got it. <laughs> and thank God the majority of Canadians feel that way. And because of that, I, I 
think our hospitals will be safe. I have faith in this country. We'll get through it. Personally, I mean, I think if Justin Trudeau is the the rumor that everybody seems to know is there's going to be another election. The, the best thing he could do to probably get reelected is do something that 80% of the country believes in and throw in a passport kind of a thing and he'll probably win a majority, you know? So anyway, a short answer is I have faith that we will get through this and this fall will not be like last year. I think one of the strengths here in Canada that's getting us through and having people believe in the science and believe in our institutions is our public education system. And I wonder what kind of correlation there is between income inequality and the the gross inequity between rich and poor and how many of our our fellow Canadians, our fellow neighbors now can't tell the truth between fact or fiction. Yeah, that's always been a problem, hasn't it? Yeah. And it's, uh, I guess with, with information being so easily acceptable, it's, it's just so easy to convince yourself you're right when you're really not, you know, and it's, and, and, you know, that's how the algorithms work with social media. They keep feeding you stuff that, that you're thinking, you know, and, and, and that's controversial the magic stuff. Right. Like if you're Googling certain things, it's going to keep sending you posts and stuff that that feed your thoughts. So you end up just strengthening these people's thoughts. It's actually shocking when you see, you know, comments and fights and now that's happening a little bit more often now, I find in social media, you get, you know, people fighting over this, this division of, of this, you know, whether to get your vaccines or not. Thankfully, the vast majority of people who believe and and are following our, our medical experts. With that, I think we'll get through it. We're very fortunate today to be talking with Ari Papernick on the Pandemi Show. No one's alone on the Pandemi Show. Stories of the Pandemi for the people of the Pandemi. Now, Ari, at some point, we're going to be looking at this Pandemi in the rear view. What do you hope the world is like in after times? Well, I thought about this quite a bit, and I, I, I truthfully think just, just after other things we've gone through over the years, I think we're just going to really go back to the way we were and we're really not going to learn a lot from it. I just think people will just, it'll just be something in the rear view mirror and we just kind of carry on and like it, like it never happened. And and we've done that with financial crises, you know, and when was that? No eight, we had the financial crisis, the the mortgage crisis and and look where we are now. We've got housing at all time highs, just going through the roof. Nobody can afford a house, you know? So we, we totally forgot whatever we learned from that. You know, the government's totally forgot what they learned. They've forced interest rates down to zero. It's a huge problem again. And I think, you know, just with the increase of our population as planet Earth keeps growing, we're going to have another one. And there's probably not a lot of things that are going to happen between the end of this one and the beginning of the next one. You know, I mean, science and all that will keep improving. So listen, we found a vaccine pretty damn quick, faster than any expert thought we were going to get them. Maybe whenever the next one happens, it'll be even faster because technology and science will, you know, just kind of keep improving over the years. But I think as people, we're just going to fall back to the way we were, which, you know what, isn't a terrible thing because, you know, that we're humans. It'll be interesting to see what happens. Ari, we're so fortunate to have you here today joining us on the Pandemic Show. <laughs> Thank you very much. No problem. Thank you, Dave. Thanks for listening to the Pandemic Show. We're all in this together, and we're glad you're here together with us. Physically distance with us at pandemishow.com. 
Be a part of our community by subscribing to and sharing The Pandemic Show. Thanks for taking a minute to email an episode, share a link, or promote us on social media. Pandemic Show is on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and Reddit. Stories from the pandemic for the people of the pandemic. Do you have an interesting pandemic story and want to share? Email us at pandemishow at gmail.com. Thanks to all our guests. Thanks to Giant Value for singing us in and letting us know everything is going to be all right. No one is alone at the Pandemic Show.